Today in Business from Wired. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. The Comcast-NBC merger offers little guidance for AT&T, Time Warner, by Clint Finley. AT&T spent last week in court slugging it out with the Department of Justice over its $85 billion plan to acquire Time Warner. The DOJ argues the deal could lead to higher cable television prices for consumers, while AT&T says the deal is routine and that the agency is blocking it for political reasons. On the surface, the deal bears a strong resemblance to Comcast's 2011 acquisition of NBC Universal in a deal valued at about $30 billion. Both AT&T and its opponents have already invoked the Comcast-NBC Universal merger in support of their case. In its response to the DOJ's lawsuit last November, AT&T argued that the government's 2011 decision to approve the Comcast deal with conditions set a precedent that should be respected. But AT&T's opponents argue that the Comcast-NBC Universal deal created a media behemoth with too much power over the media landscape. The DOJ didn't weigh in on the effects of the previous merger, but it cited objections filed by DirecTV in 2010 claiming the merger would increase costs for consumers because Comcast could force competitors more to carry NBC Universal content. The irony was lost on no one. DirecTV is now owned by AT&T. Seven years later, it's hard to draw clear conclusions about the effects of the Comcast-NBC Universal deal. Consumers aren't paying any less for cable and don't seem any happier with their Comcast service. On the other hand, many of the biggest fears have not come to pass, in part because of the conditions attached by regulators. It's too soon to say how Comcast will behave once the last of those requirements expire later this year. National Reach. Part of why it's hard to read much into the results of the Comcast-NBC Universal merger is that there are significant differences between the two deals. The most obvious is the size of the deal. AT&T proposes to spend more than twice what Comcast paid for NBC. At the end of 2010, Comcast was worth about 54 billion dollars. Today, AT&T is worth well over 200 billion dollars. A more important difference is reach, says Matt Wood of Free Press, an advocacy group that opposes media consolidation. Comcast is the nation's largest cable television provider, but it doesn't reach everywhere. It doesn't offer service in the New York City area, for example. That means it relies on other pay TV providers to distribute NBC content in many places. 
So while some smaller cable providers that compete directly complain that Comcast charges them too much for access to regional sports networks, it would be hard for Comcast to withhold NBC content from other providers without losing viewers in large swaths of the country. DirecTV's satellite service, on the other hand, reaches nearly the entire country, and its streaming service, DirecTV Now, can be used over any internet connection. That could give AT&T much more power over competing carriers than Comcast. That's a big concern for the DOJ, which cited DirecTV's nationwide reach in its lawsuit. Much as AT&T does now, Comcast pitched its acquisition as a consumer-friendly move that would increase competition by enabling the company to launch new services. The merger's effect on competition is uncertain, but it sure didn't bring prices down. Cable rates have risen faster than inflation since 2011, according to research by the website CordCutting.com, based on Federal Communications Commission data. Comcast spokeswoman Sena Fitzmaurice said customers have benefited from the company's acquisition of NBC Universal in other ways, namely its investments in content such as its Winter Olympics live streaming service for its Xfinity television customers. Meanwhile, Comcast has increased its number of on-demand offerings to 64,000 from 17,000 before the merger. Fitzmaurice says. She also says NBC stations now produce 22,673 hours of local news each year, up from 15,704 hours before the merger. It's hard to say exactly how things would have worked out in a parallel universe where Comcast didn't buy NBC. Cable prices could well have gone up anyway, and another owner might have invested even more into expanding NBC's programming. But the main reason it's hard to evaluate the effects of the merger is that Comcast agreed to a number of temporary conditions in exchange for approval of the deal. For example, Comcast agreed to follow the basic tenets of net neutrality, promising not to block or throttle lawful content, including competitors like Netflix. Comcast also agreed to license its content to online video services under reasonable terms, and agreed to arbitration over licensing complaints. Critics of the merger say that the conditions weren't well enforced and didn't go far enough. David Segal of internet advocacy group Demand Progress argues that as Comcast becomes larger, it also becomes more politically powerful, which could result in less consumer-friendly policies down the road. It also makes it harder to constrain Comcast's behavior through fines, because as the company grows, it will be better able to absorb financial penalties. Still, critics' worst-case scenarios didn't come to pass. NBC Universal didn't withhold its content from competing pay TV providers or from streaming services like Netflix. There was a controversy about the rates Comcast charged other carriers to deliver streaming video content, but video streaming has thrived, and Comcast eventually brought Netflix to its X1 service. It's hard to say how things would have turned out without the restrictions on Comcast's behavior, but we'll soon find out. Some of the requirements, including the net neutrality condition, expired earlier this year. The last of the conditions will expire in September. AT&T had hoped the DOJ would allow it to purchase Time Warner if it agreed to conditions similar to those Comcast had agreed to, but without seeing how Comcast behaves once the conditions expire, it's hard to know whether similar conditions would constrain AT&T over the long term. Regardless, the DOJ seems to be pursuing a more permanent solution. Media rules. Find more information by following these links in the original article. The government's move to block the AT&T deal could bode ill for future tech mergers. President Trump's persistent criticism of CNN, which is owned by Time Warner, is part of the backdrop for the trial.
How to Make Sense of Net Neutrality and Telecom Policy Under the Trump Administration. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.